Hey everyone, Todd here from Droids Canada. Just as a reminder, Valentine's Day, the 14th of February, your favorite show, The Walking Dead, will be returning on AMC at 9pm. But don't worry, our show will be returning the following night on the 15th at 9pm. We'll basically discuss what happens in the show, rumors, and have some guest celebrities on the show, and whatnot. And make sure you check that out. You got multiple avenues. You got Stitcher, you got Podbean, you got iTunes, you got SoundCloud, you got obviously the Tangibound Network, and, of course, DroidsCanada.com. Don't forget, every Monday night at 9 p.m., starting on February the 15th. Yes, sir, we promised you a great many minutes tonight. The Andres, the Chinese. WrestleMania! is running last. My God, what a Are you ready? What you gonna do, brother? Need a little statement? Stand up to a Slim Jim! You are completely pathetic. You do not go rock at a man who's got a machine gun! back for another installment of Real or Jabroni. Myself is here and... What? You're not going to introduce me? No, I got to do it myself? You're, put your big boy pants on. You can do this. No, you, you're 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 the big man. You got to do it. You, you sure? Yeah, do it. And the Canadian mountain man, AJ, who loves dicks, the Jardins, also known as the Canadian mountain man. See, you have yep. to do it that way. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You like everyone to know that you like dicks. Fucker. All right. And we're gonna just we're gonna do something different today because we were disgusting and it was actually brought to someone else. That disgusting? disgusting? Yeah, you are yeah, disgusting. I'm disgusting yeah. with your shit. Yeah. <laughs> My life. Yeah, exactly. I am not editing this. This is too much work. You were tiring me out before we even started. Yeah. Well, yeah. well good for you. Good. For, you know what? You're a team. Good for you. Yep, I'm making you work, fucker. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, someone Anyways. brought up the other day that maybe we should start discussing Raw here and there. And I, I you know what? Just not to get too far off topic at the beginning, I sat down and I watched my first episode of NXT. The first one, AJ. And first one? The first wow. one. I've never seen NXT before that. And I happened to pick the wrong one. <laughs> I picked the one that had only one good match, which was the main event, which was Finn Balor versus Apollo Creed, or what's the name? Apollo Crews. Creed. Anyways. Apollo Cruz. Whatever. Think, That's think Terry Cruz, Richard. It's like Terry Can't, Cruz and Apollo Creed had sex and poof. I, I told out. you. I told you. Apollo Creed is Xavier Woods. <sighs> There's a difference. He played that gimmick already. Okay, but Michael Jordan is the second coming of Apollo Creed, is he not? Whatever. Anyways, so we're going to go on to our raw preview. The Mountain Man has the match list up. Um, I'm, I'm just going to tell everyone this, and I'm doing this because someone brought this up, Jamie, brought this up, that maybe we should talk about <laughs> Raw. He likes it when I pop him. Um, yeah, he's a great guy, funny guy. Um, that we should bring up Raw. So I thought, you know what? Well, shit, I'm going to sit down and watch an episode of Raw. I didn't know it was three hours. Holy shit. Um, well, like I say, by the time you take all your commercials and stuff and, and watching it online, you get the commercials cut. You, you skip through a lot of your storyline. Well, at least I do because I don't give a crap. Yeah. 
Um, it, it just it, it annoys me. Like I I get what's going on. I know where they're going with it. I don't need to hear it. Yeah, I, it was just frustrating to me because I here's the huge thing is that I am WWE through and through. Watched it since it was just WWE Raw on TNN ages ago. Was he syndication? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember. Come on. What about what about show? What was the Saturday show? Was it Superstars? Superstars, yeah. yeah. That's what Come I on, Maple Leaf Wrestling. Maple Leaf Wrestling. Maple Leaf Wrestling. Oh, that's going to get funny because we're going to get to a topic later on the Billy, Billy Red Lions. But the point I'm trying to make is that I haven't watched in a long time. I I picked up segments because I knew like, um, you know, the last I think I watched Raw was when the NWO was there for like the one of the anniversaries, whatever. Because I'm an NWO fan, so I decided to download Raw and. Holy shit, was I annoyed at the end of this show. And I downloaded it because, which we'll get to at the end of this little part of the part of the podcast, um, is Daniel Bryan's retirement, which AJ wrote a fantastic review about it, which will be aired at JoyceCanada.com. Probably be up before this podcast, so if you haven't read it, go to the current article, article section on the page. He kind of needs you to read it because otherwise, I don't know, he's doing it all for nothing, I guess. What turned into be what a couple paragraph idea turned into a three or four. Well, page. you're like, yeah, maybe maybe we could do a quick article. Yeah, it turned in like three pages. Yeah, <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but so we, we can talk about that. But I downloaded Raw, and I noticed the, the intro changed, which AJ was just telling me that it happens all the time. At least it's not Nickelback anymore. At least it's not Nickelback. Oh. That's, a, that's a win. But I was a huge yeah. uh, Nation Underground, Union Underground fan when that came out. Well, that was the '90s. But, well, there was a lot of matches. Well, we're just talking about when we started the podcast. Really, How long was yeah. the matches in total? Um, out of the, the three-hour show, we had a total of seven matches. Seven uh, matches. Seven matches. Uh, approximately 42 minutes in length. 42 fucking minutes. Roughly. <laughs> out of three hours. Min- what are they doing in house Not- shows? <laughs> is that where all the wrestling matches are in the house shows? Like, I know a couple of my friends, like Jamie, I just mentioned earlier, um, another person that works with me, and Vicky, she go and Shannon, they all go to house shows. I've been, I've never been to a house show ever. I have been, I have never been to a WWE house show. I have never been, and that's a goal. I want to go to at least one show just to say I've been. That's it. I, I wouldn't want to go to a WWE house show. Uh, I would much rather take an ROH. Um, preferably, I know they do come to Toronto. On occasion, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't mind like catching that. Underground, we talked about that, and uh, uh, that's that's down in Cali, though. Yeah, that's... well, you never know. But point is, uh, I'll never see SmackDown. That's one thing I never liked the SmackDown brand, and I will guarantee you, if you become a huge fan of the show, we will never talk about SmackDown ever. The thing is, is that there's really it's it's just the it's not a separation of brand anymore. It's all one. It's not the. The, the split rosters anymore. They should keep doing it's, that. They got such a huge roster. They do, um, but it, it's. I thought the two roster system was dumb. The two belts. It was just annoying. I'm just glad they unified it. Got it over with. Just use the two different shows for the big roster you have. Yeah. Um, you can still do your your little story bits. You can have match on on Raw. You can have Buddy be all upset on on SmackDown. Have a rematch on Raw or vice versa, you know, and and have have it that way. Right. It it works out, so you don't have to wait one week and it's like match this week, then wait and then Buddy's all blah, 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 you attack me in the back. I don't care, but I'm gonna beat up. Uh, I yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. Then you got to wait another week for the rematch. So okay, so it's, it's nice. Okay, let's start this raw preview before we get too far off topic. Because honestly, we can just sit here and talk about how the fact that it all changed and we no one likes it. Um, yeah. So what's the what's the first segment? Ziggler and Owens. Well, first segment is is the stupid contract signing, which took like what twenty minutes or something. You and need that. you just need Lesnar to come out, beat the shit out of Roman Reigns, who is ugly, looks like Kyle Ren, and then gives an F five to Dean Ambrose. High five. I was happy. Mostly oh, everyone yeah. was happy. And then went away. We could have wrapped this up in five minutes. Instead, they'd do this whole angle with Stephanie going, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. I was like, shut the fuck up. Just let yeah. him come the fuck out. Like, Roman Reigns' intro is already too long as it is. I, I don't get the, you know, who really wants to see these stupid contract signings. You know someone's just going to punch someone in the face. We just knew that Lesnar and, wanted to kill somebody. And that's yeah. fine. I, I was happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Dean Ambrose fan. Shoot me if you yeah. want. I mean, I think he's got great potential as an IC champion. That's it. And if they ever bring back a hardcore belt, he'd be okay for that. But that's it. He, he's not a heavyweight champion to me. Just like when Eddie Guerrero was a heavyweight champion, wasn't sold on it. I'm like, ah, he's just holding the belt until they find something better. That's all it is. Um, that segment, to you, I agree with you. Too long. We could have wrapped that up in five minutes. They could have been already in the ring. As an example. Didn't need, didn't need to show it. Period. Period. You you know they've already got the heat between the between all the guys. You didn't need another fifteen twenty minutes to deal with it. Which which leads to another point in the, in the story of the show, which was, I, I it's funny. It's like I was seeing you on the on the on the inaugural show. I'm not I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. It's just recently when he came back and just the angles they're giving. I'm like I, I I don't mind him right now. You know I don't like I don't mind the Beast incarnate. Maybe it's because it's Paul Heyman. I'm a diehard Paul Heyman fan. I love the angle that Paul Heyman plays as a manager and. If I was ever a pro wrestler, he'd be one of the managers I would want. Very easy to work with. Um, but that, to your point, that segment went too long. So let's move on to the next segment. Uh, Ziggler and Owens. The best match of the night. Always, You know what? I, I will say this. Typically, um, either Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view, most of the time, I would say like 90, 95% of the time, the first match is always a good one. It's it's gonna get the hooks in, yeah. and and then it goes downhill from there. I'm sure. Um, I'm I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. So am I. Huge. And like, I mean, I can't think of a match I've ever watched with Kevin Owens. Like, I mean, he wrestled John Cena not once, not twice, but thrice, and every mm-hmm. single match was solid. And Cena, he's I'm not saying he's not a bad wrestler. I'm saying he's mediocre at best. But Owens really put him over in the matches. I'm, I'm not saying Cena didn't deal the way around, and vice vice versa yeah. as well. You but know, it, was, it worked both ways. They had very good chemistry, and then when I watched this match with Dolph, was I a fan of the uh, of the finish? Yeah, but I mean, it, it's okay. It's okay. it's building a rivalry between them. They've been going back and forth the past couple weeks. Um, I, I don't have a problem with Owens and and Ziggler making this little little bit of a run. Um, it's it's. It, Giving some, you know that chemistry between them, it, it is starting to work, which is good. Um, Owens can, it, it looks like he can work with most people so far at this rate in the WWE since he's come through. Um, I, I definitely didn't have a problem with it. I, I want to see more done with Owens in the end. You know, I just, I, I'm hoping he gets the big push. I think it's going to be a little bit yet. Yeah. What's the next segment? Uh, the women's match, Charlotte and Alicia Fox. So the best part of this match was Ric Flair was there, and that was the end of the match. Yeah, no, nothing. Well, yeah, nothing. Nothing super fantastic. Um, typical it. finish. Charlotte, figure eight. Yep. Um, 
it, it's uh, it, it's kind of getting and starting the the background for everyone to come up against Charlotte with Becky, um, Sasha Banks. You know, they're kind of working all that out to kind of. I don't know if they're going to swap the title off of Charlotte. I have a feeling they probably will in the next couple of months. But uh, it's just more lead up. You know, and the match, I'm not saying the match wasn't good because, you know, she does, she's a very, very talented um, performer. It's just, I didn't know we still had jobber matches. I thought we were beyond that at this point. Those were considered dark matches back in our day. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it would be. But, uh, yeah, Alicia Fox, I don't find any anything major but yeah more of the you know female jobber at this point she was she was a champ at one point technically but my argument at this point is that you have such a huge pool like a huge roster Mm -hmm. can you air a dark match like i maybe they're doing it like to your point to kind of build because she's the champion or whatever but i mean the match had the level of a dark match it's kind of one of those ones that get the crowd warmed up that's how it felt like to me Mm. anyways like i mean could there have been more? Sure, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. she could have had a match against anyone, in, like even Becky Lynch, as an exception. She ended up having a match. Well, she ended up wrestling but, later, so. Like, <laughs> up on a higher level, I guess I would say. It's just kind yeah. of weird that they would do such a, I would say, a jobber maneuver. Anyways, next. Yeah. Um, Jericho on oh, Miz TV that then, turned into, that, that then turned into the highlight reel. That was a good um, and, and Raw is Jericho. Um AJ Styles coming out. Um, it was decent. I like, and you know, like I say, it was, it was the storyline. Um, I ended up skipping through a good chunk of it, but it, it was I know what it's setting up. It was, yeah, it was humorous. It was uh, I just, yeah. I, 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 I like the chemistry between uh, Jericho and Miz. It was just hilarious. You know, they do work together very well. Good to see that Miz got his teeth knocked out because I can't fucking stand <laughs> Literally. Like, Literally. I cannot stand the fucking guy whatsoever. So when I saw that he actually got his teeth kicked out, and I was showing the lady from... Oh, oh back shit, fist. there's yeah. his tooth and it's gone. Yeah. Home run. Yeah, the back fist by, by AJ. see Jericho still has the mic skills. Um, man, this is just another scenario that I, Jericho looks like he's aging. And I, I know it, I should let it go, but it's really starting to bother me. Just because Jericho was always super trim and everything, now it's kind of like... Okay, he, we're not talking, you know, ECW in the 90s. No, or WCW no, in the 90s. I get you know? it, I get it. The dude's 45 years old. I just, you know, sometimes I wonder to myself, and it's not against Chris Jericho because he can still hold his own. There's, certain, there's a lot of people in the industry that's still there, and they're kind of like, dude, it's time. It's like Hogan. I love Hulk Hogan. I would die to see a Hulk Hogan Russell just to oh. say I've seen Hulk Hogan. But at the end of the day, though, Hulk Hogan's 25 years past his prime. Yeah. You know? I, I, Jericho's still got, got some, He's got some good match. I just don't want him to be that guy. That's my. Oh, fear. He, won't, he won't be that guy. No. That was a great yeah. segment, and all of what it was, and this is was the best part of the segment, was a build up for AJ Styles, which yep. is fantastic. That'll be Thursday. And all that was was just back and forth to build his character. AJ Styles has beaten both people in question, mm-hmm. um, and it's good to give him a good pop. Like I mean, Miz is never going to really do anything. Like, he's just going to be a Pete loudmouth. That's all he's ever going to be. Jericho is going to have the odd match here and there, and he's still going to put on good quality matches, but pretty much he's going to be a loud mouthpiece as well. So why not use that to elevate AJ Styles? Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't have that presence yet in WWE. There's tons of people out there that doesn't know doesn't don't know who AJ Styles is, and now a lot of people pieces. a lot of people do not know who this guy is. They don't um, realize the talent that this guy has. Sixteen years, 16. he's been wrestling. Sixteen years. All right, next segment. Um, Wyatt versus Ryback. Decent match. I mean, it wasn't anything over the top. Um, I hate Ryback, also known as uh, the baby of Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> baby Goldberg. Baby Goldberg. <laughs> you you made mention Gilbert. that they were cha- yeah Gilbert. Now that was hilarious. Fucking Gilbert. <laughs> Choking on the freaking fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> the sparklers. <laughs> the sparklers. Yep. <laughs> fucking job. Good old Gilbert. That was hilarious. But it was a good match. I mean, I just think when I'm looking at it in retrospect, when you're when, okay, when you're a heavyweight, be a fucking heavyweight. The end. Don't try and be high flying. Don't. What you mean, like Ric Flair? He went on the top turnbuckle for twenty-five years, and we all went, "Why the fuck do you keep going over there?" All you do is get tossed. Until he finally hit it on Shelton Benjamin once, and he won the Intercontinental <laughs> Belt that night. The first time he ever won the Intercontinental <laughs> Belt, everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Mines exploding everywhere. I was like watching the ending of fucking uh, what do you call it? Ah, uh, shit, Kingsman. Yeah. Everyone's heads were exploding in the crowd. Machi Man, Randy Savage's music coming on. Um, it was just, I, I don't know, you know, the, just watch him go up and try all this acrobatics yeah, and I'm, shit. I'm like, no. uh, you're not selling I'm, me, sir. I'm a, I'm a Bray fan, uh, not a Ryback fan. Bray, uh, Sister Abigail Bray, uh, yeah, I, I actually really enjoy that move. So do I, uh, actually. I think it's an excellent finishing move. It's, it's got a good impact. It looks good. Looks, looks punishing. Um... He's got a solid character. I wish they would really drop the rest of the Wyatt family off. Yeah, they won't do it. They'll it do they it won't. Face. I honestly think they're hold that that whole gimmick is holding him back. I agree. I do. He can do so much more. This and and whole rant about the Undertaker thing. Like I said, when Undertaker is done, you know Wyatt can take that type of role. Not the full attention but he has that type of character mm. where he can play on the darkness and stuff like that and it's believable because the guy's a crazy fucking guy mm-hmm. he's got great moves he's agile on his feet you know he's got all these different things a lot of things in common with the undertaker that a lot of people don't will, will disagree with me on. i don't give a shit but he has those things in common with the undertaker but yet they keep tying him up with his wide family what they should do i think they did this once if you correct me if i'm wrong where he left the wide family did he do that once already um rowan broke off what they he was kind do, of doing his own thing, yeah. Is that have one of them, like the new guy, Strawman? Strowman? Strowman, yeah. Tank with feet? Yeah. He's a fucking big dude. Yeah. Fucking ate an entire ninth grade before he went out to the ring. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, just have him be like, I'm going to be the leader, and then have this whole angle and whatever. They could do it that way. It's happened, like, the Nation of Domination, when The Rock broke out, get rid of the Farouk, mm. or... Even DX or this and NWO, whatever. They, they all these stables have that type of storyline. When someone tries to break out to be their own person, why not Bray? I mean, he's got the technical talent, and I have to agree with you. I think it's really holding him back right now because the match was solid, and the whole ending of him freaking out, going, "Ah, oh, the end is coming." I'm like, fast forward. <laughs> That's all it was. I was like, okay, we're done. I'm done. Next segment. Uh, Adam Rose and the Social Outcasts That's versus Titus O'Neil. Um, you didn't miss much. It was only three minutes. Titan, Titus O'Neil. Let's get on that topic now. 
did something very foolish. Yeah, put his hands on Vince in the back. Who Appar- appar- the apparently, it, it wasn't like it meant malicious. as physical. It wasn't malicious. That's the word I was looking for. Um, kind of playful, you know, as he was kind of walking away, and and Vince slapped a suspension. Here is the and, best. Initially, it, you know, it, people is. I noticed the post was ninety days. Um, apparently, it's it's been changed and cut down now um, to sixty, but. I'm, you know, even just before doing this, I threw a couple of posts out. I'm like, really? And, you know, it's Titus O'Neil. Um, it's, it, is anybody really going to miss him? He's on Raw like once every couple of weeks. He's a shit wrestler. Um, he, he is the epitome of the wrestlers in the WWE that I hate. Plain and simple. Big, huge muscle guys. I can't stand them. The, the quote-unquote heavyweights, yeah. he's one of them, you know, Lashley, those, I, I can't stand them, you know, um, even even Kane and Undertaker to a, to a point, yeah. um, those matches bore me to shit. Oh, God. This match, like, anytime I see Titus O'Neil come out, I'm like, this is going to be a boring fucking match. Even in the uh, pay-per-views, I'm, I'm like, really? Really? It, it's, you know, Which, not the same. Yeah. Which, hook him back up with his partner, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's even still around, to be honest. What's the next segment? Uh, after that, we have uh, the League of Nations. Skipped it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, we we missed one thing. What? Dean Ambrose challenging Brock Lesnar. You see, this is one of those Wiley Coyote Roadrunner scenarios I made. No, it's not even that. Um, remember the scene from Avengers when Loki beaked off at the Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is what that reminded me of. And ragdolled him? Yeah. He beat the tar off of him. and the Puny, puny God. And then you had Roman Reigns come down, and he's like, oh, that was kind of stupid, huh? I'm like, this is such a useless waste of time. We could have slotted a match in there to fill this time. Mm-hmm. We could have. Yeah. And then you had, of course, Brock Lesnar will go out because, I mean, it goes by the infamous phrase of don't poke the angry bear. You went and poked he, the angry bear. He poked him a few times. Like, I mean, there's going to be an episode where Lesnar literally beats the tar off of him. Legitimately. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of like that scenario of... Uh, here's a just old story about the, the Ultimate Warrior story with Andre the Giant. If you remember mm-hmm. that? Where uh, Warrior wouldn't listen to Andre the Giant. He said, bounce off the ropes, give me three steps, and then clothesline me. Warrior kept doing it in one until Andre got pissed off. And just, when he did it again, he just put his fist up. Knocked him right the fuck out. Guy ran right into Andre's fist. Knocked him right the fuck out. No, that's what happens. But uh, you got knocked the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> I don't know why I could do a Chris Tucker impersonation of that, uh, but I do it very well. Um, so that segment was useless. I liked it because it's it's uh, Brock Lesnar, and if he did Suplex City, I would have been over the moon. But he did not. No, uh, no. Which was upsetting. Next. Uh, League of Nations versus the Lucha Dragons. A lot of fast It was uh, Del Rio and Rusev. Um, I, I'm not my two favorite, to be honest. Uh, from League of Nations, I'm more more along the lines of uh, Barrett, who happened to be at ringside, so that's yeah, all right. Like He's got a little bit of a mouth on him. Um, I just I've never been a fan of Del Rio. I don't see what people saw in him. Uh, Rusev, the gimmicks old on me now i'm like drop that 
you know, unbeatable, yeah. muscle-bound Russian. Yeah. Just let it go. Do something else. Let 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 them drop the accent finally. Yeah, I agree. Unless I, I don't know if it, it could be a real accent. I don't know. Next, but uh, another women's match: Tamina and Becky Lynch. I only watched it because Becky Lynch was in it. I won't lie. Well, Junior Gingers. <laughs> They're so soulless. It's actually kind of <laughs> sexy. So I won't lie. Um, yeah. Match. I think Becky Lynch puts out a good match. They did a whole angle. Where her tag team partner got knocked down and she helped and blah 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 and then I took a nap. Well, it's, they're they're setting up. Yeah, they're they're you know Sasha Banks at ringside, um, who's recently broken off from Tamina and Naomi. Um, Becky trying to you know kind of do it as they're setting up for like a tag match between between the four. Um, just just more setup than anything. Quick match, like four minutes. Yeah. Next. Uh, the last one of the night is the tables match initially supposed to be the Usos versus New Day. Um, but of course the Dudleys interject and it's changed to a four on four. And the New Day choose Mark Henry as their fourth. Well, it, it was short lived. <laughs> I mean... Considering he comes out, he, he ends up taking... I don't know, a couple of moves here and there, and then New Day tries to boss him around. He's like, screw you, and walked out. Pretty much. I mean, Mark Henry's character, he doesn't, he's never had a good gimmick. He's like the world's strongest man, but beyond that, you can't really work with him. I think that's kind of been an issue since he's ever, since he joined, is that he wasn't able ever to like find a good run as anything. Um, no. Which isn't his fault. It's just sometimes it doesn't work for people. That's all. Um, I mean... Before we get too far off topic, um, we get to the final segment of the night. The, the tables match was okay, and by any way, shape, or form, was it a good match? Because it really wasn't. I mean, even when the Dudleys put New Day through a table, and they're all like, "Oh yeah," and you're like, "Anyways," and then they put the Usos to the table because they want to go heel now. I guess that's the angle they're going. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be be a heel turn. Um, just just a. I think Dudley's showing dominance. You know the Perhaps. the whole, whole we're we're the king of the tables. Perhaps I just kind of was just like ah, you know what I mean. It was just kind of not keeping me. So okay, nah. and 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 you're right. You know the typical, you know their version of a hardcore match or a tables match. You know no holds barred. Whatever these days, they're tame, tame. And the last segment of the show was the most annoying segment. Like, this is the reason why I watch Raw, AJ, is because Daniel Bryan said he was going to retire. He's had mm-hmm. a lot of um, known concussions. Uh, he had a neck injury. <laughs> Poor bastard's been through it all. 18-year career. That's what happens when you're a flying goat. <laughs> I, I knew at one point <laughs> or another you are going to make the flying goat. Come I had to. Because it's I, all you I, talked about tonight. It was my favorite call by JBL. The flying goat! The flying goat! Either either when he's diving through the ropes. I think that's usually when he made the call, was, was the flying goat going through the ropes. Um, or sometimes the headbutt off the top. I mean, there's really not much to really talk about in terms of retirement. Like, I mean, it was a very heartfelt um, Medical message issues. he sent to everybody. But I'm going to tell you, and I even said before we started this part, is that it pisses me off is that the crowd wouldn't shut the fuck up for like five minutes. Yeah. Like, 
I understand that they're sad that he needs to go, but as a, entered as a, as a human being, you know, when he comes out and says, "I had so many concussions, I have no idea," like, you can tell he doesn't even know how many concussions that he has suffered in his life. You know, you don't want to end up like I, Eric I Lindros. I couldn't tell you how many I've suffered. Like, I mean, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I may not have had a lot, but I may have had enough to know that that was a kind of bad. That was a bad one. You know. Like, I may not have been a pro wrestler. I did backyard wrestling, and I did a lot of stupid shit. I did fucking chairs, fucking... Uh, mm. I fucking took one of those upside the fucking head. I took, <laughs> got thumbtacks, fucking light tubes, uh, tire tube. I don't even know how that happened. Like, I mean, I did a lot of crazy shit when I was a kid. It was a lot of fun. Then I got fat, and never stopped, then I stopped doing it. But... I think that Daniel Bryan, because he was a littlest guy, you know, a little guy can look at his comp- like the competition he had. They were all big dudes. Yeah. I mean, he was a fucking ragdoll. Up, uphill climb the whole way. Yeah. It's kind of what Bret Hart had to go through when he was the champion for the first time. Because all his matches he had when he got the belt the first time with guys like Diesel, The Undertaker, Yokozuna, like all it was was just never-ending fucking mountain that he had to climb up. And, yeah, you can practice being safe and doing break falls and doing this and that. But at the end of the day, look what happened to Bret Hart. It took one wrong kick in his career. Done. You know, yep. that's all it takes. And, and, and of course, you know, the stroke and you know, other what, things. That's but, what caused the stroke. You know, that yeah. was the things in motion. Or even Steve Austin, you know, it just took a bad pile driver. Oh, and 316. Oh, I just broke okay. your neck. But not to get too far off topic, but... I mean, I feel bad for the guy because you can tell that he doesn't want to retire. It no, he doesn't. Never, never did. Um, always, always wanted to come back and planned on coming back. And like you said, um, you know, he got the the medical. Um, it, it was more along the lines. Apparently, some of the doctors had actually cleared him to wrestle, and said it was okay. The WWE did not. They're like, no. Um, and I'm assuming that they had gone and gotten some further testing done, which obviously led to the scenario of his of his melon and not being as good as what he thought. And that's it. You know, they should have let him give him his goddamn speech. Mm-hmm. Did the did a little cheering, and then Raw could have ended. That could have been it. Instead, we were subjected to. About what is it like twenty five minutes roughly? Twenty five minute segment that he spoke maybe four or five minutes. Oh no, he spoke for longer than that. But there was there was lots. It was it was long drawn out. Um, I respect the guy. Like I may not may not be a huge uh, what's it called the yes movement kind of person, but I would say is that you know he's had a lot of good matches. He's definitely done his part in the industry, which can't really knock him for that. No, I just no. find that when we were talking about earlier, you had like Steve Austin's retirement, Ric Flair's retirement. It just, they made sense when they retired. What they said made sense. It wasn't drawn out. It wasn't a whole segment on Raw. 25-minute segment on Raw? Really? You have a three-hour show. 42 minutes of that is wrestling. The rest of it is yeah. fluff with R-Truth and gold dust. And oh, God. Have, don't I, even I, get me I, on I, that. I know. That's why I skipped it. Don't get me on that. The point is, is that... Daniel Bryan could have been like the last part of the segment. They could have even did something cool. He could have came out, did a retirement thing, and then have one of the guys he's had issues with before. The guy comes out to try and jump him. Let's just say he does that, right? And then Daniel Bryan just does something. Like, it doesn't even have to be overly violent. Just does something, knocks the guy down, and has his last hurrah. Yeah. He could have did that. It, it could have been solved in 10 or 15 minutes. Still have time to put... But the point is, 
is that I respect Daniel Bryant, but I think that whole segment went on too long, and we could have had better things done with our time, like a good match. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say. That's our pretty much our raw recap. <laughs> all right, so we have 15 minutes left in our show. Should we spin the wheel? We can spin the wheel. Spin a wheel, make a deal. AJ, would you like the honors of spinning the wheel? Spin the wheel, make the deal. You dare. Are you able to step back and, and object, objectively look at this thing and, and evaluate your friend, your perhaps former friend, Bret Hart, the human being, and have sympathy for this, this man? Sympathy? I have no sympathy for Bret whatsoever. None. I have no sympathy for someone who was supposed to be a rustling traditionalist, not doing the right thing for the business that made him, not doing the right thing for the fans and the performers and the organization who helped make him what he is today. Brett made a very, very selfish decision. Brett's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Brett screwed Brett. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. The wheel has provided us the Brett screwed Brett angle. Oof. The Montreal screw job. This is a big one. Um, I don't think we're going to talk. We can really stretch this guy out, which we'll say for just, you know, maybe another podcast one day with maybe a guest. Because this is a mm-hmm. big, big story. This yeah. story goes on for like two to three years, if longer. Um, yeah. yeah it, it goes well, on you- well before. Like, God only knows how long that this storyline's been going on for before the actual infamous Montreal screw job. Yeah. Um, but the Brett Screwed Bread segment is the segment that Vince McMahon sat down with good old Jim Ross to talk about how Brett screwed himself out of a title, out of a company, whatever. But the reason why I thought I thought this was a very important segment was Vince McMahon's black eye which was never explained publicly for years. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the story was after the Montreal screw job. Michaels claims that he had nothing to do with it and he had no idea what was going on, which was literally, literally proved later he was full of shit. Right, and, and he held to that story for a long time. Of course he did. He, like, he had him on, I think it was off the record, and he was on off the record and said, nope, I had nothing to do with it. I literally found out that second. Now, what... Vince and Sean did not know is that at that pay-per-view Brett was recording a biography, if you if you know this. It was called Shadows of the Heart. They didn't know he was wearing a microphone. With a microphone he had on him but they all said, no, no, we're not screwing you tonight. He had audio of him talking to Michaels, Vince, and the referee. Uh, right. Yeah. So they all said, no, we're not screwing you. This is your last match because all Brett wanted to do because he signed with WCW, things got tight. Yeah, well, that was 
yeah, he was supposed to go along. Was it uh, was it October, November that year? Uh, November. Because yeah. it was Survivor Series, right? So Which is right around. Right. Yeah. So you're looking roughly around American Thanksgiving, a little bit before. And he'd actually signed to start with WCW that December. Yeah. So, like, a month later. Um, and Brett's still holding the belt at this point. I understand Vince's uh, the, his uh, anxiety because they recently had an issue with Alundra Blaze, which is a whole nother conversation. Alundra Blaze, Medusa, when, yep. When she fucked off the WCW without telling anyone, took the belt and threw it in the garbage line <laughs> Nitro. Which, to me, as a kid, I was like, who fucking cares? But now when you look back at it, it's like, holy shit, that's really a big deal. Like, she literally yeah. took a shit on the company that made her. And then WCW ruined her right after that. And you know what she went to do is drive monster trucks. So, yeah. Yep. Bret Hart was trying to negotiate a long deal with the WWF. I think it was like a 20-year deal. And Brett, uh, then Vince was going to do it. But then he came up with some financial situations because they weren't doing so good at the time. Um, they were literally still right. in the Monday Night War. So Vince retorted back saying, how about you sign only a one-year and see how it goes. Piss Brett off royally. Um, understanding. Well, you Brett- figure it. Yeah, at that point, he'd already been with them for what? Like 12, 13 years? 14 years at that time. Somewhere in that area? Yeah. And he was with them for 14 years, obviously pissed him off. He's got to look out for his family. He's got to look so he goes sure. to WCW. Vince actually helped him do the the uh, arrangement for the interview to go over. Everyone was happy. But at the end of the night, Vin, the, the bell was rang. There was no tap out, no call, nope. nothing. Pretty much Vince screwed Brett. And uh, after the match, Brett lost his shit. Brett so. you, you think? Um, um, the iconic, it was the iconic WCW written in the air to everybody. Mm-hmm. That was that was the change to the Monday Night Wars. The WWF lost pretty much one of their biggest breadwinners, which people can argue with me about. I don't give a shit. Bret Hart was a huge idol for a lot yeah. of wrestlers. He, he was he was an icon, mind you. In the end, really, did it hurt the WWF? at the time, whatever. Um, I don't think so. It, it it put a tarnish on them for what happened. Did it hurt them? No, I think they flourished because of it. In the end, because the the reins got passed over to Shawn Michaels. And that obviously didn't go so well either. Because then, that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> we quickly learned how unreliable at the time Shawn hmm. Michaels was. But Brett left to go to WCW, but that night on, on Survivor Series, there was a confrontation, which a lot of people don't know. I actually, when I would say it was 1998, it was the, right after the new year, um, I had to do research because it was bothering me. It was fucking driving me crazy. Like, why does Vince have a black eye? And I, and I heard through, and that was the internet just, eh, not that far. I think I just got cable internet at the time. That's how long ago it was. Mm. And uh, I found this whole article um, that pretty much Brett was in the, in the locker room. He was still pissed off. He wanted to just pack up his shit and go home. That's it. It's done. Vince went in the room to try and try to talk to him out and talk to him about it. And things got heated, and he smacked, punched him pretty good, too, may I add. Uh, Vince McMahon had knocked around Shane McMahon. He was in a room full of wrestlers, and they couldn't stop him. You know? Well, it's, it's you know, you get to that, that point, that part of anger, and no one's going to pull you off. No. I mean, 
you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna take a locker room of, of big muscle bound guys to pull you off. <laughs> well, it did take a, a good fucking night to calm down Jimmy Snuka after fucking Roddy Piper wrapped a coconut around his head. <laughs> good point. Good point. But Bret Hart at that point leaves the WWE and then goes to his career in WCW. And what I thought was bad taste at the time is that McMahon and Shawn Michaels, they exploited the fact that Bret left and did a lot of bad jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only person that stayed behind was Owen Hart. Everyone left pretty much. When everyone left with Bret. You had Bulldog go. You had Neidhart go. Um, yeah. Didn't Pillman go, or did, what happened to Pillman? Pill, Pillman, well, he no, he was there before. Yeah, he was there. He was in WCW first. But I don't remember when Pillman passed, though. Uh, Pillman? Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to look that one up. But I mean, because he was in the Hart Foundation as well, and I think he was there. I think he was there for that. Um, I'm looking right now, actually. Yeah. Car, uh... Ninety-seven. He died just before the screw job. October 97, so it would have been about just just about a month prior. Yeah, that was uh, Brian Pillman. That guy had a rough run after he left WCW. Falling apart, literally. The Hollywood Blondes. The Hollywood Blondes. That's all. Oh, that's going to go that, on the wheel. That, that's one that can go, go into a bucket for another day. <laughs> but what... It's, I remember just being so iconic because literally everyone was fucked up from it. And I remember the next right on Raw when Shawn Michaels basically said, and Bret Hart's here to hand me the belt, and they send a midget out wearing a mask of Bret Hart. Like, come on. <laughs> That's a little bit of bad taste, guys. Bret Hart has come out and said multiple occasions he had no problem dropping the belt in Canada, which someone spread that rumor that he was just pissed off that they wanted to because he wouldn't drop because it was a can, which wasn't the case, and I believe him on that. I don't think he cared. I just think he wanted to get through the pay-per-view and just do it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't get... I get why Vince was worried about it, but this guy just gave you 20 years of his life. You just helped him leave. I don't think he's going to fuck you in the end. I think he was... You know, I think he was being pretty straightforward about everything. Uh, it's, it's one of those... <sighs> There, like I say, we we could talk about this for hours. We really could. We really could. <laughs> We're talking about the whole Vince McMahon getting knocked the fuck out. I just like that one. Yeah. Um. What What do you? What can you expect from that? You, this is literally, you know, spur of the moment. You know, mid like you say, mid documentary of, of Brett. Um. I never actually watched it to be honest. Uh. That the uh, wrestling with shadows. Never actually watched that particular documentary. Pay per view. I'm not gonna be a good documentary. I have it somewhere. Um, Maybe I'll send it to you. But uh, easy enough to pick up. But uh, you know, it's it was one of those. As a fan watching it at the time, you're like, what? What just happened? You know, because wrestling back then, um, it, it still wasn't the I, I guess it was still kind of in the quote-unquote real aspect. It hadn't really come out or, or understood that things were scripted. Right. Like, the good big fans knew, but it wasn't kind of accepted, I guess, at right. that point. And and I, this is where it, I think it broke that down. I think it was the, the first end. time that something real really happened at a level that it, it was a, it was a blow to everybody because something yeah. that was so 
had real substance. It wasn't the cue point. It wasn't scripted, but right. it had legitimate follow. Yeah. And I mean, they well, didn't speak since that day until 2000 and uh, I think there was, I can't remember when it happened. I think it was 2009. They uh, what sat down and him and McMahon finally sat down and they did that. Uh, one of my favorite biographies of all time, Bret Hart, the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Mm which was a four-DVD set. Right. And I didn't know that much about Bret Hart. I, I thought I did until I watched him. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I learned way too much about it. And they eventually, you know, buried the hatchet. Didn't him and Shawn Michaels finally buried the hatchet on January 4, 2010. Well, that's that's when he came back on TV. Yeah. But at that point, he got inducted in 2006. Right. So I, I'm sure there was some some reconciliation before, but yeah, he ne- he didn't make an appearance until yeah 2010. Okay, maybe I was wrong. It was 2005 that did the DVD, but yeah, there. I I yeah to look it up, but yeah, you know, like you say, you hadn't seen him on on a WWE show in how long, and at that point, you could see what what kind of toll it took yeah. on him over the years. All right, so we're going to end it right here because otherwise, this, as you said yourself, this can go on literally forever. Uh-huh. But that is the end of this segment of Real or Jabroni and Bret Hart. Well, he's not a jabroni, but Vince McMahon, Bruce, Bret Screw Bret, I think that's a jabroni. I got to go jabroni. Mm. All right, we will be back next week with another episode after we punish ourselves for watching Raw. <laughs> pull, pull another name for the uh, the make a deal spin the wheel scenario. 